What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here with the Scale Up Show. I have Dimitri, who is the founder and CEO of Stripo. Oh, man, his solution is really, really cool. It's about email marketing, has over 1,200 templates. This guy's done over 20 years on the product side. Love, love, love that one of his primary growth strategies is viral word of mouth. And just how he approaches his whole process, he shares his exact framework that he constructed the solution by, which I absolutely love because all this great stuff's got to come from somewhere. He's from the Ukraine as well. It has a kind soul. You're not going to want to miss this. Check it out. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. All right, Dimitri. So I think that's awesome that you bootstrapped and you took money from another business, 400K to be specifically, uh, to be specific. So when you first started, like walk us through exactly what that's like and then why you decided to take take that investment for another business and how you invested it to, to get things moving. Yeah, really for Stripe, it was very unusual way because of we built uh, this product first time without big ambitions. So we uh, worked on another much bigger product, which is marketing automation platform. Uh, and uh, it was pretty successful, but only in our local, I'm from Ukraine, only in our local market. And we really tried to find the way how to scale into global market, not Europe, into US, into Latina. So try to find how to scale. And we found that it's almost impossible because of we must sell into enterprise. And selling for enterprise, you should build your like very mature sales team. You should build the trust. You should speak with uh, uh, CEO, CMO, CTO, a lot of stakeholders. And it was hard for us. And we decided to use like attraction channel software as a marketing. So uh, where we decided to build very simple solution that have to be almost almost for free just to get a leads. And uh, it was a good time because of we decided to update our email editor into in inside our solution. And we decided to be okay if we if we plan to update, let's just extract it as a separate product and use it just for lead generation. It was my initial plan. So we built it. Uh, and uh, my goal was to have about 20,000 because of it was a cost we spent for one month for, to support the team. I wanted to build a, like a dedicated team that would be focused only on editor and have a feedback from the global market almost for free. So we wanted to have only 2,000 paid customers who pay us $10. So it was my goal. And I was ready uh, to be, uh, just not generate money for first year. So it would be freemium model. We uh, wanted to have a free customer just to check the product market feeds, that checks an idea and so on. So it's how we build it. But in first, I think uh, three months, we understood that we have completely different audience, it completely different business model, and we separated. We just uh, built a very separated team, financial structure, uh, legal structure. Everything is different, and we 
uh, went our own way. Uh, so uh, our ambitions uh, growing together with a number of customers we have. And uh, so first thing, we just invest only in development in, and marketing about 20K per month. Uh, now we have to multiply this number in, in three times because of prices is dramatically changing <laughs> for going live. Uh, so uh, our rule, when we start any new product, we never started with a team uh, less than five at least. So it has to be minimum three uh, developers. Minim it's minimum, minimal. So it's better to have more <laughs> because of, uh, so, so, okay, three plus. You should have very involved experience in industry CEO. Uh, so the person who understands uh, the industry, not just have an idea and ready to do. He just have to understand, have a network in an industry, have should have entrepreneurship mentality. So, and uh, yeah, and uh, and somebody who starts marketing. So it's our like small team is ready to start. Uh, and our investment was not more than uh, 20K per month. And we started to get our first money in one year after start. And uh, in uh, two and a half year, we uh, had uh, like, uh, we became cash positive and started to return our investment. Uh, our idea was that we have to grow about 10% from month to month. And we kept this pace for uh, five years. So 10% from month to month, it was our like a KPI for growing. Okay. And you did that, right? You actually, did you, have you executed on that number? Have you ever missed that number since you started? Yes, yes, yes. It was exactly the numbers we had, but uh, the last years uh, became, the, the pace became much slower. Uh, we had a 5% from month to month. Now we have three and 5% from month to month. And uh, uh, our biggest challenge, it's, I, I know that it's a question you always ask, what is your biggest challenge? Is to return back to the 10% from month to month. And we're trying to find the directions and channels how to grow much faster because of market allows to do this. Yeah, uh, so it is. So yeah, so you say that's your biggest challenge in terms of getting back to that. That growth. So why do you think, and, and thanks for sharing. So it sounds like you, you ran a 20K a month with a CEO, a marketer, and then four to five developers on the team, right? That's pretty, it's pretty capital efficient for that. Took you about a year to get to, um, you know, a year to start generating revenue, two and a half years to break even. And, you know, I know you're at 60% growth right now for at about four million, so that's fantastic. Especially since you're doing it with pretty much all all your own money. I guess like in doing that, like even though things have slowed down a little bit last year, I guess well, why do you think things slow down? Like, what would be the main reason or or example? Uh, it's easy to answer. Yeah, it's easy to answer this question. Uh, uh, the reason that uh, our the biggest traction challenge was SEO, and we're growing, growing, growing. Num now we number one in SEO. We already have. Uh, top position uh, for SEO for our target audience. We already have, uh, I don't cheap uh, paid traffic, and we have to scale. Uh, how to find uh, have more than we already have if we top number one already? 
so it's a tricky thing uh, how to uh, just scale your audience, maybe find some other areas, but still keeping focus. Or maybe we are working for SMB. We have a lot of like very big customers in our list, but we don't sell an enterprise. Maybe we need to change the pricing strategy. Maybe we need to... Uh, so we think we have several ideas. Maybe we have to switch to a marketplace. Marketplace is a like area where people can share their emails, uh, buy emails, order emails. So uh, just be build a community around our product. So we have a lot of challenges. We do a lot of experiments here, and I hope we will find. Uh, the point to grow faster. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you will. I mean, especially if you're doing experiments. I think like one of the things that's interesting that you just said right there, and I ran into this with one of my other customers, um, is that basically they they had more of a product-led growth motion similar to you. However, they had a bunch of enter- enterprise clients. And, you know, one of the things, and it's really interesting because I actually just saw a report on this with SDRs, most companies don't source leads internally, uh, which is really interesting. Even when they hire SDRs, it's probably, I think it's like 15%. So one of the big, like, I don't want to say cash cows or growth opportunities for you potentially is if you take those clients that are at the enterprise companies and then create more of a campaign about directly targeting people for growth within there. Um, it usually goes really well because you basically have like a paid proof of concept of how good your solution works, right? So um, that's something really simple that I've seen work. Um, but the good thing is, is you guys are at 4 million, which means you got obviously product market fit, but also at the same time, you got a lot of room for growth, especially with email, I imagine, right? So Exactly. Yeah. So this is my two cents. So let me ask you this, like, you know, I was looking, doing some due diligence and um, I know you love email marketing, right? You're email marketing nerd, if you will. Uh, So, and I was looking at your templates, you have amazing templates just from a design perspective. And, you know, you have them across sales, product launches, referrals, you name it. I think it's, it's, it's fantastic. So, I guess, what do you see are out of all your, I think you had 1,200 templates or 1,500 templates or something like that. Out of those, what are like the top three that are, are used most often from your clients and, and like why? Why are those the top performers? Yeah, I see. So you understand, understand a lot of people mention this number. So we have 1,200,000. Uh, so it's it's a lot, a lot of uh, templates, more, more than 1,200, uh, but... Oh, 12,000? Is it 12,000? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 it was my mistake. Uh, usually, we say in Ukraine, we, sell, we say 1,000 and 2,000, and you say usually 1,200, and I just... Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, sorry, uh, you have to cut this. It's all good, man. Uh, templates and we grow in it, uh, so we, we have a number one a number of templates. But the tricky thing here that when you choose your template, uh, you just stick with it. So uh, you change it. So let's imagine that every template is like a light. 
Yeah, and you have a lot of lights, different different colors. Uh, they blink and they it's amazing. And then you choose one your template and begin to change it. And in this moment, all other lights just turn <laughs> off, and you're working only with one. You're changing your header, your branding fonts, your your creatives, your logo, your social, and you have only one your template. You don't really care about others. So we are mostly focusing not only on engaging uh, people, not only on acquisition. We also want to keep them uh, with us for a long time. It's why we changed the concept that templates are important, but it's much more important. The content modules. So we build a big libraries, thousands and thousands uh, modules you can use in your template. It could be, I don't know, blog posts, product cards, uh, promotional blog, footers, hit, a lot of them. So when we speak about the most used templates, I would not say that it's a, the, uh, it, it's a good idea to use uh, most common templates. You need to create your own that consistent with your brand, consistent with your like guideline, uh, how people recognize you, so your brand. And then add the creativity message and creating the message and the speaking, uh, choosing the tone of voice is your responsibility, understanding your customers. So I would never speak about most popular template. Uh, so it's maybe the... Well, and that's really interesting because I didn't even know you did that. So you have a, you have content modules too? What What is that exactly? Is that just um, like high-performing um, content mechanisms that you just drop in there? Or how does that work? No, no, no. Uh, uh, so we're mostly focusing on saving time uh, for creating the beautiful emails that you want. You, really, our customers pretty know what they want to uh, what they want to say to their customers, but they don't have a technical skills. And we give them any opportunity to create what they think, what they in their hand, into email, and just add some uh, without technical skills. It could be some even uh, interactive elements where it's possible to add uh, something like forms uh, into email or real-time content or generating content or something like this. Okay, excellent, ma'am. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. So I guess like moving forward, uh, emails all over the place, right? And and just like content, like I, I think, especially with all the AI bots like Jasper and, and other ones that have come out, ChatGPT, there's, there's going to be a flood of content, just like there's a flood of emails, just like there's a flood of a lot of different, even streaming is the same way with all the different shows, and everything that you could watch. So, you know, from your perspective, I guess like, I, and I know you've looked at this for a period of over 10 years and focused on email marketing. Like 
to create email marketing that converts, what would be your exact framework in terms of, of making that a reality? Okay, uh, how to convert uh, using email? So the yeah, framework, yeah. how to, okay. Uh, so I have, I have like my own framework. That's what uh, we're looking for, uh, man. The juice, the email framework from Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, uh, I name it as a, like a Shuhari matrix. Do you know what is a Shuhari? Uh, did you hear? Uh, it's, it's from uh, martial art, uh, from Aikido. So uh, there are three levels of understanding. Three levels. First level is a shoe level, when you just need to follow, follow the rules, when you need just to do best practices. The next level, when you already have your experience and uh, you start to do experiments, uh, checking what works better and why it works. And the next level, ri, shuha ri, is when you have your own knowledge you know something nobody knew before, and you apply it to get more. So when we speak about uh, implementing email strategy, and not only email strategy, just marketing strategy, the most important thing uh, is the data. And I also split data into four stages. First stage is just base, basic data. You have about your email, name, location, I don't know, title, everything. So data. the next level you can have from your marketing automation system about the behavior on the site. Uh, so you just add uh, about how they open email, uh, how they just click on the links, how many times they spend in emails on the site. The next level you add your sales. Uh, your, you have your data, very private data, how, how much they purchase, what they purchase, what you can recommend them. And the next level, any kind of a traffic, any kind of a data. So four levels of data and three levels of understanding. So most money you have from email marketing, just implementing the basic, basic thing, just best practices, shoe level. So if you would write the graph, most mo uh, and money uh, on this axis. Uh, so you have a basis, shuhari and data. So most money you have, you just implementing the best practices and Adjust all your processes and get, use all the data you can. Uh, basic data, data about the behavior, sales activity, activity on the site, whenever. Uh, even if you do the not very not, not the best looking email, it will work. You just must implement. Like for e-commerce, it always has to be welcome, reactivation, abundant cards, abundant views, recommendation email, thank you for your purchase, transactional emails. You just must implement them. And also you should send your newsletters at least once per week. When you do this, you have the data, you have an experience, you have your contacts, you have uh, just... Uh, statistic, you start to improve it, it's next level, shoe level, when you do experiments. And when you do experiments, you learn about your audience more. And when you have more, uh, more knowledge, you don't need really to change your marketing strategy, you need to change your business because of you learning your customers and customers can give you insight. The same uh, for entrepreneurship. Uh, and when you understand something new, you change your strategy. It's real level. So Shuhari, most money you have from Shu. On a real level, you never can grow uh, extremely. You're just doing experiments. It could be worse and better. 
And on a real level, you're changing your business because of you know your customers. And it gives you extremely big uh, increase in value. So when you know, when you think about email, not only as new channel, new traction, but as a communication channel to give a value to a customer and understand the customer, it's the right thing. Okay, so I think uh, just to summarize what you're talking about is like, what you're saying is you got the core foundational framework, like kind of what you mentioned with the weekly newsletter and the e-commerce, right? Then you have more um, from that, you have baseline data you need to be able to evaluate what you're doing. Then you experiment, get the feedback from that. And then step three is really, truly um, adapting your business according to all that feedback and the engine that you get. Yeah, is that, thank you. Go did ahead. I miss anything? Is that good? It's exactly the thing. Because of a lot of people trying to create the perfect email before that they built, uh, I don't know, an ecosystem for this. They're trying right. to create the best newsletter and they're asking, okay, how often I have to send email? Uh, two times per week, three times per week. I don't know. Uh, it's based on how many information you have for them. It's better to start with more uh, rare frequency and then expand when you understand. Right. Now, that makes sense. I think I think the same applies when, when you look at social media content too, right? Uh, yes and no. Because for social media, uh, it's, uh, it's not a one-to-one communication. Uh, you cannot be very accurate in personalization because of you trying to find uh, the best for audience. For email, you can do the best for you. It's why email is very powerful because of you can uh, send very special offer uh, in the right time. It's very hard because of for you for your show. If I just uh, joined you only today, maybe you have. Uh, different message than for your old friends who with you who uh, was maybe already listened all your episodes yeah because of different experience different level of trust different understanding different context and it's very hard to do in social media true yeah definitely true no that makes sense because that's it's it's definitely a different dynamic so anything else that you would focus on specifically from like a kpi perspective um, holistically when you're you're looking at kind of those three buckets? Uh, excuse me. Uh, you uh, uh, Sorry, uh, I, I didn't really get uh, the question. Uh, could you repeat, please? Yeah, anything you look at in terms of like key performance indicators for each one of those buckets that you think are the most critical um, for each kind of step that, that you focus on and, and really, really laser in on? Yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this. I just didn't understand the, uh, which context, uh, mostly for product development or for email marketing. Uh, for the email marketing, let's say for the email okay. marketing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the same thing. Uh, in uh, do you want to uh, ask the question, or, or I can read, just start to answer, like from after the some pause. Yeah, we we could edit this. So hold on a sec. Um, yeah. So let me let me re ask the question. So I guess like, actually, let me ask you a different question because you kind of already went through this. So, um, and we're just about up on time too. So uh, if we're looking at things- Yeah, I will answer very quickly. So it's okay. It's a, it's a great question to be honest. Okay. So let me ask you that. So 
So Dimitri, what are the KPIs you would look at across those three different buckets when you're looking at designing kind of like an email marketing campaign? Thank you for the question. Because of uh, the same, if you would look uh, through my Shukhari matrix, my own uh, framework, so uh, start from the very basic things. When people hire email marketer, they always think about lifetime value, about the churn and retention. But really, when uh, they check how efficient email marketing, they're asking about open rate and click rate and revenue per email, which is very strange because one is very tactical, another is uh, like high end. And uh, what have to be right metric for email marketer? I think uh, that in the different stage of your, uh, how mature your email marketing, it will be different metrics. The same as for startup entrepreneurship. In the very beginning, uh, it's good to be focused on open rate, on delivery rate, uh, how good your reputation, uh, how good you understand your customers uh, about your acquisition. So open rate and click is, is okay. But when you already have them, they're not dramatically changed. So it's better to be focused uh, on the time you spend to support all your ecosystem. So you have to, just not to spend your effort to support it all the time because of you will be every time busy and never will think about strategic things. So you need to save your time, optimize your processes. After this, focus it on experiments, what you learn from your uh, from your audience, what you learn to change your business. So you build the hypothesis. If you check one hypothesis in two weeks, it's a great thing. When you have some knowledge, you became, and you have the data, you can optimize, you can return back to the strategic things like retention, uh, like uh, lifetime value, and uh, how to segment them. Because of for different segments, it could be different uh, lifetime. Makes so, sense. Man. Keep going. Question, different metric for different stage of your business and different uh, stage of your marketing strategy. Start from open rate and uh, reputation and delivery and uh, then go to the routine work that have to be about experiments and learning. Learning from audience is most important thing. Excellent, ma'am. Well, we're, Dimitri, we're just about up on time. Uh, I guess like before we do, where do you see the future of tech going over the next three to five years? And then we'll wrap things up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think uh, that if we would speak about email marketing, everybody uh, says that email uh, already died or will die soon. I think that it would never die. It can be changed. Everything has to be changed. Email clients have to be changed. Uh, the way how we work with email. But email would grow and evaluate. And the biggest uh, biggest uh, trend was 20 years ago now, and the next 20 years would be personalization. How we can use customer data to bring more value to our customers. And at the moment, all the systems that work with uh, emails mostly doing very basic things. They do. Uh, they allow to build uh, like a strategy, like a campaign that system have to follow. So if something happens, send this email. If he respond another email or web push or mobile or something else, I think it would be changed. 
in two uh, more clever way, like more AI used in this process. When marketers should just say, okay, for this audience, I have a message. System, please deliver this message. So we don't need to think about very routine work. The same for email building. We don't need to spend time and think how to make your email look good in Outlook, old version, or Gmail, or we need to think about message. And, you know, there is a big trend for no-code uh, development and everything. It's because of marketer have so many things to know to be efficient. And the tools have to reduce all this uh, routine work, all this technical stuff. They have to optimize their work. So it's what I'm doing every day, trying to optimize work for marketers. Excellent, man. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, your vision of the future. Where can people find you, find out more about you, and where pe- can people find out more about using Stripo? So for Stripo, is a, the best way, just visit our site, stripo.email. Uh, and for me, uh, is LinkedIn. It would be great if I can send the link to you and you would add into description yeah, my LinkedIn profile. Yeah, yeah, we can pop it in there. For, for, yeah, for any relations, contacts. Uh, and uh, yes, it's where is the best place. Uh, maybe, maybe it's the wrong thing. Maybe it's better to say, uh, okay, send me email because I'm working with email. But no, LinkedIn is better. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds good, Dimitri. It was a pleasure having you on the show. <clears throat> and um, appreciate all your insights, your foundation, you know, from a system level all the way to uh, a data adaption model. And then, um, and I, I appreciated your view of the future of how things are going because I think that makes a lot of sense. So thanks for being on the show, man. It was a real pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you to your audience. And you, as I told you, you do a great thing trying to be, create a big entrepreneurship community. Thank you. Oh, thank you. All right, Dimitri. Well, I appreciate you. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.